Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And remotely, we have... Mark! Mark is with us all the way down in Costa Rica tonight. Uh, Of course, most people don't actually call it Independence Day these days. They call it the 4th of July, and it's a bit of a pet peeve for some of us around here because we do really appreciate the ideas of independence. Uh, It's something we talk about a lot here on Free Talk Live. And uh, so we want to remind people that that is the sort of the reason for the the holiday. A lot of people are out there eating hot dogs, having barbecues, drinking beers, and not really understanding why. There's just some sort of patriotic mentality that's going into it. But do they actually recall that what we are talking about is a celebration of arguably the most successful secessionist movement in you know hundreds of years i mean the united states has been a tremendous success as far as financial uh, freedom is concerned a lot of the people who moved here uh, in that time frame of the 1700s the 1800s they did very very well for themselves because they had the freedom to do that there wasn't some big overarching federal or even state government in a lot of cases, that was cramming regulations and taxes down people's throats. And so we had an unprecedented amount of financial uh, success and financial freedom that resulted in that success that in the last hundred years has been slowly taken away bit by bit uh, to the point where you now have a federal government that gets involved in absolutely every aspect of people's lives they possibly can, and if they haven't gotten involved in some aspect that you can think of, I'm sure they're planning on, you know, something to invade that space of yours sooner rather than later. And that, of course, has resulted in secession talks happening all around the country. It's happening in Texas right now with the uh, what they call the Texas Nationalist Movement. And I had a nice conversation with... Daniel Miller, uh, he was on our, we have a weekly secession activism call here in New Hampshire, and uh, Daniel will pop in from time to time, and it's always fun to kind of pick his brain about what's going on down there. Right now, they are uh, collecting petition signatures, and they are looking to get 150,000 petition signatures, 100,000 for the Republican primary ballot, and 50,000 for the Democratic primary ballot which in a state with like apparently 14 million voters and you know 20 plus million people seems eminently doable like 100,000 I mean it is a lot there's no doubt about it but by comparison I think California is like 600,000 to get something on the ballot there so 100,000 by comparison is is very very limited and I think that they can pull this off there's 2.4 million people in San Antonio Wow. So I looked it up the other day. It went up. I always used to say 1.6 million because that was like the last number I had seen. And I looked it up just the other day to make sure and it updated in 2020 to 2.4 million. That and that's is not like crazy. The metropolitan area either. If you include Cibolo and New Braunfels and all that stuff, it was like 4 million. Yeah. So uh, I think doing 100,000 and again, 100,000 Republican, 50,000 Democrat is doable so what it would do would if they get the number of signatures 
is it would get a question, uh, basically a referendum. It's not binding, okay? So it would be a referendum. I don't have the exact language in front of me, but essentially it says something to the effect of, should Texas declare its status as an independent, or or redeclare, should Texas redeclare its status as an independent nation? It would be great to just see how many people vote right. for that. Right, that that's basically the idea is just to just to take the temperature uh, of the Texas voters and have them weigh in on this. And we may have Mark joining us here. I don't know if he's got his equipment working correctly because we didn't have a chance to test it with him well, uh, before the show. So he may just pop on in here randomly. This this referendum. We'll oh, there he is. There he is. He's popped in. This Welcome, sir. Referendum in Texas would definitely start. A lot of conversations. Absolutely, too. it would because you know previously they they've talked about these things. They've gone through a certain political uh, process of having us like a state representative introduce legislation that, if the state house passed it, would then put something on the ballot. And Texas is kind of like New Hampshire in that it doesn't have your typical referendum process, meaning that uh, or ballot measure process, where like when uh, when Mark and I were in Florida. They would just put all kinds of crazy things on the ballot, like the smoking ban came in through the ballot. There was, I think, a bullet train that came in through the ballot. Floridians voted in a smoking ban? They sure did, by a 70% margin, if I recall correctly. The fact is, when an idea has come, it cannot ultimately be stopped. So if there are enough people that actually value the ideas of independence, and right now there aren't, at least according to the polling that we've done, we did a new poll uh, just about a month and a half ago that we actually really haven't discussed very much here. I don't think we really took the time to talk about it. Uh, but ultimately, the numbers in the new poll weren't as good as the numbers last year. Of course, last year was the first time ever there had ever been any polling done uh, in New Hampshire on the question of independence. Like the questions we want to ask. Yeah, there have been some sort of regional polls that have asked people in New England and the Southeast and, uh, you know, the West Coast. And they, they've asked di- people all across the country about secession. And it's been about a third on average of Americans who would support like regional secession, meaning that they would secede along with their neighboring all states. All of New England. Yeah. And then all they, the Midwest. And they would have like their own federation. So. Those weren't exactly the questions that we, those of us who support independence for just one state, really wanted to ask. So we got to do that last year. And uh, I do have the results. We might as well talk about it since it is Independence Eve. And then we can talk somebody, about California. Somebody in your secession booster club brought up the other day the idea that even though these poll results are not as favorable for secession, mm-hmm. it does feel more realistic. Like, mm. it seems that if 60% of people were ready to leave tomorrow, that'd be something we would basically be able to feel mm. in the temperature of the state's feelings for secession. Yeah, well, it's clearly the people on my jury weren't uh, secessionists, right? <laughs> yep. Nine uh, members of your peer that were total 12. blanks, or 12, sorry, total blank slates, too. They just were there for justice. Yeah, I, we got a long way to go yeah. on this. And the numbers are down, and they're down by about half compared to what they were uh, last year. The difference being this year, which had a different organization do the polling. So last year it was a group called Survey USA, which is purportedly reputable. I personally had never heard of them, but you know, supposedly they, you know, they're scientific. Well, I, I also have another theory on why it would be so much different from Survey USA. Is maybe maybe it's just that before the media got to have their 
outrage about the CACR 32, the uh, constitutional amendment that got proposed in mm-hmm. the State House of New Hampshire. Last year. In 2021, right? Oh, wait, 2022. No, 2022, yeah. Anyways, uh, maybe before the media got their outrage uh, articles out about it, maybe people just were like, huh, I guess so. And, and then, you know, they got told what to think about it from the media because the well, media was like, this is preposterous. It's so bad. Maybe. We can't let this happen. So, it, like, I It mean, could be, but one of the questions that was asked this time that had not been asked before was actually specifically about awareness. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like... Only half of people in New Hampshire, I don't have that answer in front of me right now, but I think it was about half of the people of New Hampshire had even heard anything at all about the secessionist uh, question or the constitutional amendment the previous year. So there really wasn't a large amount of awareness. And it, and I've, there's more of a breakdown on that, which I can I can pull up here in, in a little bit. But well, I think that probably, um, I mean, if people... <sighs> People want to know the consequences of a given action. And if they found out the consequences weren't going to be exactly the way that they want them to go. I mean, like you, you guys are really into secession. And if it was, you know, 15, 20 years of a hard road um, to progress to where New Hampshire is going to have a greater, brighter vision after this sort of dip in commerce and trade and banking and all the stuff that could happen. Well, you're willing to do that in order to not be associated with the federal government and its wars and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people have that same uh, thought process. You're like, hey, if would you uh, quit New Hampshire if you uh, no longer could have a bank account? You know, they'd be like, no. <laughs> or excuse me, would you quit the federal government if you could no longer have a bank account for the next five years? Well, I mean, um, that's a silly like, question. It's a, it's a big if, Mark, but I agree with you that if somebody has thought of that in their head, the average person's going to be like, whoa, that's crazy. But it's just also a big if. Like, I just don't think Most there's actually... Thinking about I, I don't want to make our listeners believe that there's some like high possibility of things like that happening. The most common objections aren't about what about my bank account. It's what about Social Security it's what about Medicare? Sure. It's what about the in military? Theory, Social Security. So Security should be given to you as a, in the form of a check. Correct. Um, Correct. Medic- Medicare and Medicaid would probably be distributed outside of the state where you'd have to go through a border check in order right. to get there. That can be as long as two hours at mm-hmm. uh, the um, borders down in Mexico. And, uh, you know, I mean, you can probably get some of these things. I think that people want to increase their level of convenience, but. I think if you talk to them about SWIFT numbers, which could very well be the case, remember the United States cut off the SWIFT numbers for Russia. They did um, yeah. during during this recent war, and you know they're probably going to consider it an act of war in the case of New Hampshire. That's so just another uh, big if. I mean, yeah. why would they consider what what lot, like rational reason would they have for considering it an act of war? I know they don't act rationally, but it just seems like it's not an act of war. I mean, international. I mean, there is such a thing as like international. Bonnie, law, do you think right? there's actually a war occurring in uh, Ukraine right now? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Okay. Let's go to Ricky in the Commonwealth, uh, Pennsylvania. Ricky. Thank you, there, brother Ian, brother Mark, Miss Bonnie. Good evening. Hello. What's up, Ricky? Well, we talk about secession, and that's something very important to me. Now, I have four points, and they all go together. And by the point number four, you'll see my serious concern. Here's point number one. Eight years ago, 
the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico was looking to join the union. Now, the federal government said, sure, no problem. But here's the thing. Only one hitch. You have to be a state. You can't be a commonwealth. Now the people were Mm -hmm. divided Mm 50-50, and their government made the decision, screw this, we're going to stay the way we are, which means that U.S. territory with one single non-voting member in the U.S. House, and that's it. Okay. That's right. And every time it comes up again and again, yeah, that's right. So any uh, territory tends to have a representative right. well, oh yeah, yeah not yeah. allowed to vote yeah i knew the territories right. territories don't vote but for some reason i thought he said that if they were a state they wouldn't be able to vote but oh, yeah no. No, i had never were. heard they're not part of the union this will make sense bonnie so hang in there point number two then you got the civil war now this is something a little different now, this is leaving the union now, in 1861 south carolina blew the u.s constitution away the csa formed quickly Now, what they did was not only leave the union, but they went one step further, which was the right choice. They said, this territory, this land, it belongs to us, not you anymore. What resulted? 600,000 deaths, the economy obliterated on both sides, and the the infrastructure of the South destroyed. Let's move on to point number three, why don't we? Now, it was a couple months ago, Puerto Rico's back in the news again, but this is a little different. Now, once again, they're looking to join the union. Now, here's how this one goes, and you can look this one up. See, this time they said, sure, but this time a bill went through the House of Representatives that gives them three choices. Okay, choice number one, joining the union. You can be a state. Okay, that's number one. Point number two. You can be something called a pre-association. That's also joining the union. But you know what that's exactly like? The Commonwealth of Pennsylvania is a pre-association. But it's part of the union, but in a different way than, say, like New Jersey. Here's point number three, what they call independence. Independence is exactly what they are currently, a U.S. territory with a single non-voting representative in the House. I don't know if I would call that independence. I wouldn't either, but there's a point to this. Here's point number four. Now, one of the things I'm looking at seriously and why I want that seat, because I know the power in the PA House when it comes to blowing the U.S. Constitution away. Now, we are a pre-association. Now, imagine this. Remember what I said about the Civil War? Now, I'm not going to be happy leaving the Union and saying we are still a territory. I'm going to want to say this land is ours. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think? Now, if I say, okay, we'll leave the union, but yet you can still have a territory as independence, maybe they'll be fine. Obviously, this went through the House's bill, right? But what if I say this land is ours? What do you think they're going to do? Well, that is the big question. I mean, that is the... I think think it's going to end up like the Civil War, because that's what made Lincoln craft his past, and he, by force, stole the land at all costs and said he'd kill... Everyone on both sides. Yeah, but this isn't the 1800s. That's, that's the thing. Yeah, like, it doesn't we have matter. cell phones. they're going to care? Yeah, I think they are going to tell they, care. Uh, Go ahead, Bob. You know, 100 years does matter. But the, and, and you were going to say, they ha- we have cell phones today. We have internet today. It's not like they can just roll in tanks somewhere and not have anyone in, like, crush an uprising without everyone on the planet knowing about it within five minutes. I mean, it is going to be something... 
completely unheard of uh, as far as in the the last 150 years. I don't think they're Americans going to... are not used to Americans getting killed in war. No. What I would bet would be that the federal government, and it seems like they uh, they've got the resources to do something like this, would just send in a crew of uh, guys. I don't know where they're from, CIA, mm-hmm. uh, NSA, you pick. They're going to start blowing up some things that are, aren't particularly valuable in New Hampshire, but are going to make a big kaboom, right? Mm. And then they'll say, hey, look what these dangerous free staters, who they've been doing investigations on for 20 years now, right? And they've got, you know, these files saying that they're a dangerous gang, they're armed criminals, mm. they've got, you know, they've got the people of New Hampshire convinced that uh, you're dangerous enough to convict without any evidence at all of mm. uh, six crimes, I think it was. Um, and they'll Eight. just say, hey, look, there is a war, ladies and gentlemen, going on in New Hampshire, and we need to quell it. So they'll fight themselves on both sides. It's not like they don't do this constantly. Um, you know, they're, they're very good at it. They're practiced at it. I think that. Uh, but what would they know, the- benefit from? I just like I understand why they would do this in other countries where there is oil and stuff like that. But I just don't think that that is worth them possibly losing a lot of people's respect. And um, it's not like, you know, there's going to be... Well, he's saying they would be hiding that it was I I know. They'd uh, they'd be hiding that they started it, but then they'd go, we got to kill a bunch of New Hampshireites and a bunch of people would die. They won't kill anybody. Look, there's not even that many people dying in Ukraine right now. Um, It's just that every once in a while they blow something up. And it's maybe it's got two... I presume it has two sides, but... Honestly, the casualties going on right now. Americans don't care if Ukrainians die. Americans do not care. They, but if they hear one person accidentally got blown up in Nashua, they're gonna care. Well, now, Mark, are you saying? Just to clarify, are you saying they're gonna do this well in advance of any kind of referendum or any? I think they're gonna do it all. Right. Like they're not going to let a um, if a referendum looks like it's gonna go through. They've learned their lesson from Brexit. Right. Like nobody did anything in Brexit and they likely it's not the kind of country that necessarily would. But if they're they're like, it's going to be close. It could be 40, 60 our way, meaning the government's way, um, the U.S. government's way. Uh, they'll be like, no, 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 no. We got to we got to make sure that we got to do something here. Well, guys. right now, I and, think what they're already doing is they're already planting FBI agents yeah, here in Nazis. New Hampshire, and they're acting like like they're That's Nazis. That's what I immediately thought of too. Right? Uh, there's this group that appeared what two or three weeks ago right. in Concord. Oh. They uh, have you seen these uh, Patriot Front guys, Mark? I've heard the term. Um, what are they? The Christian nationalists? I don't know. I don't what think they, they're Christian. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they purport to believe, uh, but they seem to be kind of like right-wing, maybe white nationalist types, but uh, they, if you go and just look them up, you'll see that what they do is they show up at places, they wear masks. All the same outfit. They all have the same outfit on, like khaki pants and like a blue shirt or whatever. Pretty suspicious. It looks very Fed-like. They never show their face. Very rarely will any of them actually be showing their face. They've exited, uh, there's been video of them leaving events in various places around the country, and somebody with a camera who's not with them will like follow them, and they'll pile all into the back of a U-Haul truck and then take off and, and leave the they scene. They will literally do like Nazi salutes. Like, how yeah. obvious 
can they be that they're like not regular people? Somebody like, else took a picture of feds. of FBI agents at like you know raiding somebody's house or whatever, and the FBI uniform was literally the same uniform as what the Patriot Front people were wearing, except the FBI had the letters FBI on the back <laughs> of the blue shirt. Otherwise, it was a like blue shirt, khaki pants, wow. pretty much the exact same uniform. Anyway. There's uh, there was something that happened uh, here in New Hampshire. They looked like the Patriot Fronters. I'm not sure if that's what they were re- representing themselves as. Oh, I but, didn't know they weren't. But they showed up. I don't know if they were. They weren't. I I didn't watch the video from from the event. But they showed up at some restaurant where some liberals were hanging out or having some kind of meeting. It was teetotaler or tea, I think that's what's called in Concord. In Concord, a tea or coffee tea cafe place, yeah. and they were having a Drag queen story hour. Oh, okay. So they showed up to intimidate the drag queens and, and they were also doing, children. Like, Nazi I mean, like, salutes. Yeah, they were doing Nazi salutes over and over again and just like standing outside the windows because it's like lots of windows that you can see out. So they're standing, you know, encircling the windows, terrifying children in the name of protecting the children. But here's the thing. The, uh, the, the racist groups here, or at least one of these Nazi groups, showed up in Manchester a couple of months ago at a Trump rally. And our guy, a uh, friend of the show, sometime co-host, uh, Joa from Breaking the Flaw was there along with Vermin Supreme and a couple of Vermin's uh, buddies. And they started to, uh, you know, go, they got their cameras out and they went after these Nazi guys and started, you know, peppering them with questions and, and following them around. And what they learned was these Nazis were handing out secessionist literature. Ricky's got an axe, right? And that axe is called a Commonwealth. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can't really listen to what he says uh, through a lens of sanity um, and come out with what you're expecting. So it is true that not too long ago, Puerto Rico had a vote as to how they wanted to relate to the United States. And yeah, one of the options with being a state. Multiple votes. times in my yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's uh, it's going to keep coming out the way that it comes out. Um, what's right about being a territory is a whole bunch of aid, lots of money for your politicians and new government buildings and roads and all that stuff. Just money flows in all over the place. Um, and you don't have any of the rules that come with being a state. So Puerto Rico can put whatever discounts it wants on the federal government's income tax. Uh, if, if I got to put together a territory, I'd make it a U.S. territory. Um, if I was going to put together any kind of uh, nation or whatever, I'd make it a U.S. territory uh, because the benefits are worth it. Puerto Rico specifically su- suffers from the Jones Act, mm-hmm. and the Jones Act should be repealed. Can you explain what that it. does? I wish I could. The Jones hey. Act effectively makes it so that you Puerto Rico can only receive shipping, shipping, like ship shipping from the U.S. Everything that goes I, I know there must why. pass through. It's really stupid. It's because a ship cannot leave a United States uh, bay and drive to another United States bay. It has to. Okay, it's an international. I believe it's an international ship that cannot do this. It has okay, to so be a, an American a, a one U.S. Could? flag flying, you know, registered in the U.S. Right. ship. And they don't do that 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 much because there just aren't as many. It was actually the Jones Act that put a bunch of U.S. ships out of business. 
there's an interesting John Stossel report about the Jones Act and yeah, how ridiculous and counterproductive it has been. But ultimately, it, it, it hurts these islands especially. It also hurts people in the United States as well uh, because if you want to get some – you know, you want to get oil or or whatever it was. I think somebody gave this example, actually. It was a hurricane. It affected Puerto Rico directly in this particular yep. case. Puerto Rico got slammed by a hurricane. Their uh, gas companies were, you know, demolished in a lot of ways, and they, uh, they needed gas immediately. And there was, like, an oil tanker or whatever, a gas tanker or whatever it was, off the coast of Puerto Rico that could have helped. Well, didn't Trump allow it? I thought that he oh, allowed it, but he didn't repeal the Jones Act. It's like, Could be. oh, I can see why this is a crappy idea right now, but I'm just not going to actually well, My understanding fix it. is whether he allowed it or not, it, it could not help immediately yeah. because of the Jones Act, because the tanker was not registered to the United States, and so therefore it couldn't do anything uh, to help out the people of Puerto Rico it's legally. Crazy. And uh, where you actually had spent some time, Mark, in Saipan over in the U.S. Marianas, my understanding is the Saipan or the Marianas actually has an exemption from the Jones Act, meaning that yeah, Sa- they, Go ahead. Saipan is interesting because it wasn't a spoil of war like uh, Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands and C- Cuba and uh, Philippines and all these other things that the U.S. got from the Spanish-American War. Saipan wrote a contract up and the U.S. and uh, actually U.S. wrote it up. Um, you know, they anyway, Saipan signed a contract with the U.S. and they don't have to do several of the things that the other territories have to do because they negotiated themselves into a territory. And that's why I say it's superior to be a territory. The Jones Act needs to go away. Isn't it's, uh, uh, it's, Puerto Rico a territory? Puerto Rico is a territory, but right. it's under the Jones Act because it's a spoil of war. Right. And what this is what, you know, in fact, all the complaining that goes on from Puerto Rico is, is um, really kind of silly. What it should be doing is pushing against the Jones Act mm-hmm. instead of pushing against being a, a being for a state or being against a state or being independent or yeah. any of these things. I thought the number my, one thing that would. My impression was that most Puerto Ricans don't want to be a state like when I was. They in, voted in, to apparently join, according to Wikipedia. They officially. The t- Joined? There's going to be 51 states? they would have to be allowed to join. Uh, This is a referendum. It was held November 3rd, 2020 at their general election. It was the sixth referendum, according to Wikipedia, on the status of Puerto Rico. The previous one was 2017. It was the first referendum with a simple yes or no question, with voters having the option of voting for or against becoming a U.S. state. And the referendum was non-binding, as the power to grant statehood lies with U.S. Congress. But in this case, it was 52 uh, just over 52% that voted yes to be admitted into the union as a state. Wow. Which well, would be a perfect still... time for New Hampshire to leave because then we could just keep 50 stars. They can have their 50-star yep. flag. So maybe we could do a little swap. Wow. In 2009, there was a vote, if not 2010, but I was in seventh grade and I had some Puerto Rican friends and I was like, oh, did you hear that Puerto Rico might become a state? And they were like, my parents really do not want that to happen. My family does not want that to happen. I was like, what? Just because at the time I was like, why wouldn't you want to join America? The best country ever. <laughs> right. And, and 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 it makes perfectly good sense until you realize that being a state is a raw deal mm-hmm. compared to being a territory. Right. Especially if you can get Jones Act exemption, because in Saipan, what effectively that means for them is they can get products from anywhere in the world. 
anywhere who's willing to ship to uh, to Saipan. There's no restriction, and that I imagine helps the keeps the cost of living on an island in the middle of BF nowhere down as low as possible. It's always more expensive to live out on an island, right? But if you can at least get shipments from anywhere in the world. You've got open market competition, at least in that area. So that's a good thing. Yeah. What, what I found on Saipan is, is that some things were a little cheaper. Um, for instance, mm-hmm. some, some fruits were less expensive. Um, some things were way more expensive. And some things were just sort of ordinary U.S. And most things were just sort of ordinary U.S. prices. NHExit.us actually hired the survey or the polling firm. In this case, it was uh, University of New Hampshire's Survey Center. Now, this is an organization that is well-respected here in New Hampshire as far as polling is concerned. They do a poll every month. They call it the Granite State Poll. And usually they're asking roughly 900 to 1,000 people in New Hampshire different political-related questions. So, you know, in a political year like this one, uh, or primary presidential primaries are going on, they're asking questions about the primary. They ask some questions about marijuana legalization. So they just pick different issues that are kind of hot at the moment, and they'll ask those questions. Well, as it turns out, you can also pay them, uh, you know, a few thousand dollars, and they'll go ahead and ask your questions too, as long as they agree. They're not going to just take your questions the way you necessarily want them to ask them. They will give you their input on how the questions should be asked. Yeah, they'll kind of construct the questions on the way they think it would be the most you know, scientific or fair uh, to ask the question. So we did have some changes to some of the questions. We only hired them to do four questions. Because but not in like a biased, bad way or anything, I don't feel right? like it was it's biased, no. Okay. No, uh, they, they thought it was an improvement on uh, the question. So we took some of the questions from, we took three questions from the previous survey, what I considered to be the most relevant uh, questions from the previous survey, and we essentially re-asked those, although they were somewhatly wor- uh, worded differently. And then the uh, there was a new question about awareness of the previous year's constitutional amendment process that was potentially going to ask the people of New Hampshire on a ballot whether or not they wanted to secede peacefully from the United States. And as it turns out, uh, the, the majority of people in New Hampshire, or the, actually about half, uh, 50% of people in New Hampshire, had heard absolutely nothing about the proposed constitutional amendment. 21% said they'd heard not very much. Uh, 23% said some, and 5% said a lot. So half had heard something, although 21% not much. And then the, of the remainder, uh, 28% heard either a lot or some about it. Hmm. And... So there wasn't a whole lot of penetration into the news media about that particular issue last year. And so it's not surprising. I mean, there was. It's just there wasn't a lot of people. I mean, like, it's not like 100% of people read the news. Well, that's that's true, but there really wasn't that much coverage. I mean, we really didn't get a whole lot of uh, news about it because I don't think it was taken seriously. It was kind of looked at as a kooky uh, thing. Well, and the thing is, I don't think that there was a lot of write-ups, just everything about the CACR 32 uh, bill, but there was lots of, like, references to it attacking Matt Santanastasso and attacking Oh, yeah, the political people like were that. aware of it. So, in fact, as Yeah, but it, it was in out, articles that the average people could read. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, some of it. Some of it was. I mean, it wasn't by, the, by no means was it a focus or anything like that. It really wasn't taken very seriously. But when you actually broke it down, uh, you broke down the question of who had heard of. And that wasn't me saying that it was taken seriously. Sure, it just didn't get a lot of coverage, that's all. Um, It it was the political types that were more well aware of it 
in fact, the liberals were a little bit more on the ball when it came to this particular thing. And Wasn't their, there a whole episode awareness. about it in the NBC documentary? Absolutely. Yeah, and that was one of the before... benefits. Uh, no, that came out this year. Yeah, before this poll was taken. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. No doubt about that. But this poll was asking people about whether they were aware of it last year. So uh, there turns out that there were people in the North Country were far more likely to have been aware of it. The question asked, were you aware of this in 2021? No, it'd be 2022. In March of 2022, the New Hampshire House of Representatives rejected a proposed constitutional amendment calling for New Hampshire to peaceably declare independence from the United States and to govern itself as a separate country. How much do you recall hearing about this? Okay, but that could mean how much do you recall ever hearing about this? It could. Either way, it wasn't very many. So that was the one new question. The uh, the sort of retreads that we went through again, because you want to see, you know, are you growing in popularity and awareness on an issue or not? Uh, and of course, it's good to take different. I, I thought it was a good idea to bring a different polling firm in here and just see what kind of results they got compared to the other one. And again, Granite State Poll is pretty well respected here inside uh, New Hampshire. Unfortunately, I don't think any mainstream media picked up this story. I was hoping that having UNH, the University of New Hampshire, actually conduct the survey Hmm. would result in some mainstream media picking up the news, and I didn't hear anything. So I don't think we got any media out of this which is basically what happened last year there was that's not really as exciting news i mean like it's exciting to me but i can't really if it was one out of three it might be more likely to get it or if Mm. it was one out of two it might be more likely but either way they still they're they're kind of trying to ignore this issue and that's why we need to keep pushing it in the absence of a government monopoly on policing we would probably have local communities hiring private security in order to, you know, handle whatever the issue is. Mm-hmm. And then they would be, I know this, hold on, this is the big kicker, would be responsible for their actions. Mm. They wouldn't be able to lean on a man's throat for five minutes until he dies without consequences. They wouldn't be able to do any variety of things that an average person couldn't do. And this is important, ladies and gentlemen, because badges, don't grant you extra rights a badge like i can't i can only give you the rights that i have you can act as an agent for me and that's true for anybody else too you can act for as an agent for a hundred different people Mm -hmm. but those hundred people don't have more more rights than the one person you're arresting that's a great way to put it your actions are completely responsible you're completely responsible for those actions inside of whatever you do in a given day so you know, if a cop does something wrong, he should be held responsible for it. And in the history of this nation, it's only relatively new that they don't. Mm-hmm. It's a Supreme Court ruling, I think, from the 60s or something that's uh, created qualified immunity. Wow. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. You you can't hire someone, even hire them as a representative to the United States or hire them as a cop and somehow, magically, because there's a middleman, you get to give them the right to harm people when no one had the right before. Nobody has. Not if all of us are created equal. You certainly don't have a right to harm someone. It's And the other thing about a right, what is a right? I think that doesn't get defined enough. A right is any action, 
any action that can, you can possibly think of. You could think of them for days. You could spend time, lots of time thinking of this. Any action that you do with your body or your voice that doesn't harm anyone else. That's right. And, and uh, it, I just hurts think their that, feelings. Uh, still your right to say it. Why? It's their right to walk what away if, what from if, you. What if it really hurts their feelings? Hurting your feelings is one thing, but <laughs> if you're saying threatening someone, I That's don't That's not think... what I'm saying. I'm just saying it hurts their feelings. Yeah, they I say, you it's, hurt my feelings. It's still your right to say something that hurts someone's feelings because it's their right to block you if it's like Twitter or walk away from you. I think the answer there is that they're in control. They are in. They are responsible for their feelings. Whether they want to admit that they control them or not is another question. A lot but... of people are not on that level yet yeah no they're not <laughs> but it, i mean the old what was it i don't know if it was Wee herman or whoever that said sticks and stones may break my mo- bones but words will never hurt me right so like that's an old children's saying for a reason because if your feelings are hurt it's because you decided to be hurt you decided yep. to feel hurt by and what somebody else said i don't know who originally said this but carla garrick has quoted it a lot she's the free state project yeah, uh, ex-president she has said a lot that she was inspired by a quote she heard, I don't know from who, that goes, there are no annoying people. And mm. and a lot of the times when I say, ugh, he's so annoying about someone, that quote just pops in my head and I was like, and I'm like, ugh, I, I just know it's true. There aren't, quote, annoying people. There's just you reacting that you are annoyed by them and you can choose not to. And it... It takes work to try not to be annoyed by someone, but you can you can do it. I, I I just decided to stop being annoyed by this pretty talkative, not very let's just say somebody who would be pretty commonly considered annoying by most people, woman that I worked with, I, I was just like getting so worked up about how much she annoyed me every day and I had to deal with her every day. And one day I just thought all I can do is choose not to be annoyed by her. So I would just say I'm not annoyed by her in, in my own head or whatever. And uh, I would start to say like I like her. And it just it was like a couple days. I just started to really like her. Then we started to actually become friends. And now mm. I really love that woman. Hey, Daily Digest listeners. This is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live and I know you do too. But finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Let's talk to Skeeter. In California, you're on Free Talk Live, Skeeter. I wish he was a fake caller. Yeah. He's real. Go ahead, oh, Skeeter. Hey. At least at least you're real. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, hey. I originally had like three points I wanted to get over now, like listening to you more, like being forced to listen to you on hold. I have like five. Um, oh, okay. I thought Bonnie was talking about me for a second when she was talking about this. I don't know if we're going to get to all five, so why don't you pick the yeah. most important one and start with that? Okay, I, I can get them all five out quickly. Uh, Bonnie, no, 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 you can't because we got to respond one. to them. So go ahead. Yeah, that's not the way we do they'll this. Be, they'll be they'll be they'll be really fast where you can you know just process and respond. So Bonnie, uh, first off with the rights, you know you have to exclude children with that. 
Uh, number two. Uh, okay, no, no this is how we do this. Just, just move to me. I mean, you, you, we're going to talk about number one here. When you, when you say you have to exclude children, what do you mean? Like you said, you guys can inter- a parent can intervene even uh, against uh, child wishes, right? You guys admitted this. I mean, at least Ian did. It's uh, not that I admitted that you're right. It's that I have common sense to know that children are not fully, uh, like, and I mean, not everyone magically becomes not a child at 18. But mm-hmm. if we're talking about, like, I would say pretty universally, everyone below 10 years old is not able to make most decisions by themselves. And it's not that I'm excluding children from having rights to do things that don't harm people it's just that sometimes a child doesn't know that if they run out into the road they Mm -hmm. will get hit by a car and die they just think yeah i shut up for a second i'm talking they will just think (laughs) i want to run so you're not harming them by stopping them from running you just have to put them in a place where they can run freely without getting hurt i want to hear mark weigh in on this one because he actually has a child (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I what I would say regarding so? that is is there was a um there was a police officer recently that jailed his son for pooping his pants. I think um, they talked was, about this last night on the show. It was a brief jailing, but um you know, it's it's a fascinating thing that uh, that that we're you know saying here. Is it true that children don't have the same rights as adults? Yeah. Are we training them so that they do? I think that's true too. I think it's an interesting adversarial relationship that Skeeter has created for himself with Free Talk Live because I don't just necessarily disagree with him, but I sure feel like I do. Go ahead, Skeeter, with point number two. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I want to address it, but I'll, I'll let that go. We'll discuss that another. Number two, uh, I think the uh, what Mark said about like you know private police, whatever. I think uh, in a in a non democratic market. That's kind of what I want to call a free market, what you guys call a free market. I think that the basis of a justice system starts with a reputation system. There are scary consequences to that, too, uh, like no privacy. Uh, number three, uh, let's see. Okay, hold on a second. Now, now, when you say a reputation system, no privacy, yeah. I mean, can you expound on that a little bit more? Like, what are you talking about? Uh, information is cheap. So this is where your justice system will start. Um, it will be somewhat like, you know, Imagine like a crypto Wikipedia. I, I'm, I'm just envisioning where everybody can input any information that's non-deletable. I, it's it's a little complex. I, I mean, I think we should let this go for a second. We can talk okay. about. I'll bring well, that don't up. bring I'll something up. up if you don't want to talk about it on the radio. Okay, incredibly. Boring. I do. Um, I think that it's uh, that. So let's let's like take a look for a second at credit card companies. Do credit card companies yeah. treat everybody the same? And the Wait, answer what? is, do credit card companies treat everybody the same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Credit, credit. They sports, don't. Yeah, exactly. Right. They yeah. absolutely don't treat everybody the same yeah. because people don't deserve to be treated the yeah. same. Yeah. There yeah. are people it's out like, there uh, who do not deserve one penny from you because mm-hmm. they will steal it given any opportunity. And, yeah. um, you know, like I, I think that. In many cases, Americans really are not prepared for a world where an organization doesn't, tr- you know, like a government organization, like a government doesn't treat them the same as their neighbor, but they don't deserve to be treated the same as their neighbor. They may deserve to be treated better. They may be- deserve to be treated worse, but they don't d- deserve to be treated the same. Are you saying uh, like if we lived in a world 
more based on reputation. Some people would get treated better than others and people aren't ready for that. I also think that the reputation system would be twisted by whomever is out there. For instance, um, I have applied for a credit card uh, through Bank of America. And because of, uh, you know, some past business with the Shire Free Church, I can't get it. (laughs) But I can get the best credit card in America, right? But I can't get (laughs) a crappy old Bank of America card. Who does it bring value to for you to answer a like that we lo- we just missed 10 seconds or whatever it is 30 seconds of yeah. the show no, it is it is bad it's like do people want to listen to a show that has three fleshes i'm in just it? hoping for the best from humanity here okay i'm hoping that we can get that's why you need to get into a your somewhat school. intelligent conversation that from they're one all of these tools. not even somewhat com- uh, un- un- mostly not even somewhat intelligent you're saying these aren't even human callers no, i'm saying in the united states 90 percent of people don't read anything and they're stupid. Is that true? I made just it up. making that up? Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So anyway, Mark's having some internet difficulties over there. Hopefully he'll pop back in. and. It's just like, if you just accepted that it. what I'm saying is true, you would have, a, you would be happier. It's like a dog, when a dog gets trained and they get- I'm very happy. Are you saying you think You're, I'm unhappy? I'm not, I don't think you're unhappy, but hoping for humanity to be a certain way- when it's just not the reality, is mm-hmm. not a good place to live in. Just be content with where we are, and then we can move on from there. Like, mm-hmm. we need to educate people on what rights are, for example. Well, most if them, you go and ask somebody what a right is... I would feel bad, though, Bonnie, about cutting off all young-sounding males from the show. You know, every now and then... It's different if there's been you. two, and they're doing the same beavis and butthead giggles, uh-huh. and they say, I can't tell you the... Telegram chat, it's classified. <laughs> what, Mark? Right, this is just dumb. This isn't, like, this is just you being bullheaded about, well, I started a radio program in 2002, and I called it Free Talk Live. Our and, crank callers like, were way better back then. changed, man. Yeah, our crank callers were way better. We had, like, really it. talented uh, way... people doing I would, voices. I would not and even crank, be mad if... And the crank callers that you have now weren't even born. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. They've gotten worse, sadly. I mean, well, we've had some bad crankers over the years, too. I mean, there's just definitely no doubt about that. Um, but, you know, every now and there's, then we get a young no, person it's not calling even a in. It's a crank call to just say the N-word on the radio. It's stupid. It's a terrible, worst kind of crank right. call. That's why I think it's just a can't That's what's happened, though. It used to be you had to have something to crank with. You could, you had to say, hey, is uh, your refrigerator running? Well, you got to go out and catch it. Like, you had to be prepared Creative. Yeah, with you had to have something. something. Right. But now... You know, people just go into chat rooms and spam the N-word um, until they get blocked. Mm-hmm. There's just no intelligence to it. Yeah. Hmm. Why, why might that be? Dumb. Do you think that people are largely stupid in the United States? Mark? I don't know whether stupid um, is the right term I would use, but, um, you know, I don't think that I don't think people in the United States are any different than people any place else say, yeah rest of the world um i don't think there's much difference there i mean iq is iq we got cw in arizona listening to k talks go ahead cw yes i have about 10 or 15 points i need to get 
pick a couple. Go ahead, CW. Oh, I'm just joking. I know, no, I know. Man. It was a good one. I, I'm used to I'm used to the crank callers because on KTOX, our local station, man, we get these bozos all day, every day, like most of the day, most of the week. These bozos are calling in, and I'm sure they're the same people. They could be. But yeah, don't discriminate against young-sounding males. I, I mean, I sound like an old man, but I am pretty young. You don't sound that old, CW. I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say you're like you're uh, in your thirty, late thirties, early forties. Um, I think I'm turning thirty-seven. I okay, think so, right. 30, thirty-six or something like that. Yeah, that's not old, dude. That's anyways, that's like you know maybe middle-aged at best. That's not middle-aged. I, I just want. I, I just want to tell Mark, man. Yeah. I hope he finds a good lemonade stand to where he can buy a good drink of lemonade because he's breaking up. You might as well just go find the next stand and start drinking lemonade. Do they, I don't know. Do they sell lemonade down <laughs> in Costa Rica? But they sell amazing fruit juices that are actually not pasteurized. Yeah, you probably get some. Real, you probably yeah, get some naranja, jugo de, de naranja. What are you drinking down there, Mark? What do you get on the streets? He's right. Uh, they are, they make lemonade with uh, sparkling water here. Oh. Nice. So that's you know, to them a limit, a lime and a lemon are the same thing, mm. and they just uh, squeeze that into uh, gaseous water and it's great. Sounds amazing. Awesome. All right, CW, well, were you calling yeah. about anything? But I think no, no, I think he might be right about my connection, though. I hear you now. You're fine now. Yeah, you're okay now. Well, no, I, I was just kind of calling a troll because I haven't heard this. I mean, I've been listening for quite a while, and I took a break, and I haven't heard the dump button that many times, so. I just decided to call and troll a little bit, but I do love fruit juice in sparkling water. It's the best, not not the pre-made crap mm-hmm. with the flavoring in sparkling right, water. Right. You got to actually pour your own grape Make it juice yourself. Or, yeah, yeah. You get your own 100% little, juice and mix it up with the or, sparkling. Or apple cider vinegar with mm-hmm. a little maple syrup or agave. How about that how is, about taking the sparkling fruit juice and pop it into popsicles in the freezer. That's another one. Oh, I've never tried that. That's a fun one. Okay, I've never. Yeah, me either. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had people do that. But... One thing I've been oh, doing thank, recently. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks, it's, CW. It's elite. What I've been doing is taking some frozen strawberries, some fresh watermelon, and whatever else, the little things you want to add in. Those are like the important things. Put it in a blender mm-hmm. and also with a mint, a couple mint leaves, peppermint leaves or whatever. Do you do any ice in that? Uh, no, I, no, I'd make this like thick mi- mixture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to have a good amount of frozen stuff so it's thick, especially frozen strawberries. That makes it really sweet. Maybe add a little honey in there, too, if you want it sweeter. And then you pour that over ice. Then you take a regular plain sparkly min- mineral water like I have here, Gerol Steiner. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that turns it into basically like, oh, and lime, fresh lime juice. And it turns it into like a strawberry limeade. Sarah, what do you like to mix up uh, fruit juice wise at home? Juice, juice. Um, you don't drink juice? No, I like I like um, the crystal white sugar free. Oh um, God! Didn't you hear that yeah, aspartame gives people oh, that's cancer? The aspartame one, yeah, crystal or ice crystal or something. Well, you know the thing is everything, but everything else is gonna kill you. I mean, what <laughs> the sugar's gonna kill you? Is anything really better than anything the else? The thing about aspartame is I specifically do not want neurotoxins. I love my brain. I don't want to end up with a brain injury. I mean, I already had some. I've had concussions. And mm-hmm. I don't want to lose any brain cells. You don't just mm-hmm. grow those back, I don't think. Well, you know, 
I think that's uh don't you have to have a whole bunch? They did like you gotta have like hundred times for the rats to have damage, they overhype it, you know, as long as That is true. A lot of the studies bad. on uh, let's say like ecstasy or whatever they did. That's very, what very you heavy. say. Actually, ABC News reported on this years ago. Yeah, and they Uh, lie about lots of stuff. Well, I mean, you can look it up yourself. But uh, they they hit these study participants or the rats or whatever with very, very high doses to the point where, they're of course, they're going to have some sort of negative or deleterious effect. I mean, it is definitely true, Sarah. uh, You're going to die. So if you really love crystal light and aspartame, you might as well enjoy it while you're still here on the planet. What were you calling about tonight? Did you know today is the post office celebration day, um, um, acknowledgement day? You know, no, I didn't. That. Bonnie, you went to the post office today. Did you it's celebrate so that? It's weird because today, if that's true, if it's post office acknowledgement day, they're doing this uh, lady wrong because the kiosk was broken. There was like 10 people in line and they had one, one lady, lady working there today. And she was all like, I'm sorry for the wait. I'm sorry for the wait. And I was just like, Dang, like, did everyone take off at the same day? Uh, Here's something you might not know, Sarah. They're raising postal rates again. I spotted this today in the Consumer World Report, consumerworld.org. That's the company that's behind Mouseprint, which is the site that kind of keeps an eye on, uh, like, prices going up, uh, shrinkflation, etc. And they say the Postal Service is going to be increasing mailing rates on July 9th. Yet again, I mean, it has gone up and up and up. It feels like it was just a few years ago that it was like 50 cents. Now it's going to be 66 cents. Sarah, are we supposed to appreciate them for continually raising rates? Well, I I don't know why they take the money and then they need to hire more postal workers and give us better service. But since it's government-owned, they don't have to be competitive. But, you know, the thing is that that pool, remember that in Texas? He died working, um, delivering mail in the heat exhaustion. I mean, no, that's completely pitiful. I mean, he called out. Well, if I mean, there's what? enough people doing a job, Sarah, somebody's going to die. To die. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Right? I mean, it's I mean, Texas. Like, you know, there's people on roofs that fall off every day, but we don't have a roofer appreciation uh, society, right? Well, I mean, we don't stop. We don't take a day off and say, "Well, we've got to really just think about the roofers." From the Consumer World Report, bottles of Huai Fong Sriracha are going for as much as $70 on some websites amid a shortage of the popular hot sauce. Is that like the typical brand? That we see, you know, uh, with the yes, green top. Yes, Fong with the green top. Yep, yep exactly. With the ch- the rooster. Yep. On uh, on the bottle, a single twenty eight ounce bottle is being listed on eBay for nearly seventy dollars. Now, whether they're going to get it or not, that's the question. That what they need to look at is the completed sales. Yeah, yeah. What are what are they actually selling for? Uh, two pack of seventeen ounce bottles is being asked for a hundred dollars or more on Amazon right now. Uh, other brands' iterations of the sauce on the sites are notably less expensive, but prices for Huai Fong's authentic version are being driven up by an ongoing shortage of the chili peppers wow. that are used to make the condiment. The company announced a shortage of chili pepper inventory back in 2020. And I remember there was... There was we, news about this, yeah, like two years ago or yeah, one year ago. Yeah, within the last couple of years, we went to a, a New Hampshire restaurant that we liked, the, uh, the Red Arrow which oh, yeah. has normally they've got some sriracha on the tables and 
they didn't. They And we asked about it, and they were like, yeah, we can't get it. Yeah, that's just like impossible to find right now. Yeah, that happened a couple of years ago. It, it, I don't know. Seems well, apparently like apparently little... it's back. Weather conditions, they said last year, were affecting quality and sparking a more severe shortage. The company's based in California and reportedly supplied by Chili Pepper Farms in California, New Mexico, and Mexico. CBS News reported Thursday that the or spokesperson for the company said they've re- recently resumed limited production but is facing a shortage of raw material and has, quote, no estimations of when supply will increase. This is a true tragedy uh, in the marketplace. I am very sorry to hear that uh, this is happening. But, I mean, to anybody that hoarded uh, themselves some sriracha, they uh, they could be making some big money. I wonder if Jay is uh, cashing in on this. Hmm. Uh, one of our longtime listeners, he likes to buy things and, and resell them on, on eBay. And he's he's always, like, really on ball on the ball with knowing what people are going to be looking for. Yeah, he, he, you know, it's not like he buys women's clothes. And he knows exactly what's going on with the supply chains with them. I'm just always impressed by his, like, wide array of silly knowledge. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.